This is the Italian Real Estate Podcast, here to help you with the ins and outs and basics of Italian real estate presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Hello there and welcome to another edition of the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Of course, we are back at it again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? I am doing great, thank you. And I am Rafael Di Furia. Today, we wanted to get into some ways of how you can actually start to keep costs down when purchasing a property in Italy. And just regardless of where you're purchasing a property on this planet here that we call Earth, keeping the cost down is always an attractive thing to do. And of course, since most of the listeners and viewers of this podcast are from the US, there are some things that may differ greatly from what you may find in the US. So Marco, let's just jump straight into this. And what would be your first piece of advice for keeping the cost down uh, when purchasing property in Italy? So I have several suggestions for our foreign audience that, like you said, may or may not be uh, informed on a variety of things that you can uh, just take into consideration when buying to keep the costs down and probably the first thing that comes to uh, mind is uh, just make sure that you understand that uh, the, the amount of taxes uh, that you're paying when you purchase a property and i'm talking about the one-time purchase tax that you have to pay at the time of the closing and that uh, a lot of people will be surprised when to hear that that tax is not really calculated on the asking price or on the price that you actually uh, are buying the property for, but actually it's calculated on the value on paper of the property. So the percentage that you pay, which could be the two all the way up to the 9%, depending on whether it's your first home or your second home, uh, that percentage is calculated on the value of paper. So the value given by the Italian government to that property and i've seen situations where the value of the property uh, given by the government was very similar to the actual purchase price but other situations where the value was much different i'm thinking for example of a client who just purchased a phenomenal phenomenal villa on the lake in in northern italy and you know with the lake view we're talking about like um over I think 1.5 million. So a for Italy, that's a high price. So we're talking about a kind of luxury luxury property. But the value on paper of that house, which was built um, decades before, was much much lower. So the taxation ended up being calculated on roughly 200,000 euros, which is the value that was given to the property by the Italian government. So that. Uh, ended up saving the client uh, quite a few uh, thousands of euros in taxes. That's really fascinating how the the value on paper may be different from, than the value actually paid for the property and how that can affect your taxes. But I'm curious though, how if there are any other legal fees that are external to the property that are um, maybe required by law to be paid or required services that are attached to this process that a person potentially might be able to save on. I think it will be interesting for people to know that the purchase tax will be determined by the notary. So it's the notary which will tell you the exact amount 
which will calculate the the exact amount that you have to pay. And the notary is a key figure in Italy. I've said it many times. It's a um, public official who needs to be necessarily involved in the sale. And you have basically to sign the contract of sale necessarily before uh, the notary, so in the presence of the notary. And the notary is normally chosen by the buyer. So it's a person who buys, who chooses uh, which notary to use. It is normally a notary in the area where the property is located, but not necessarily. So the buyer is free to choose which notary to use. And of course, it's not a legal uh, requirement that the buyer chooses, but it's something, uh, I'd say it's common practice to let the buyer choose because the, the buyer is the one who's paying uh, for the notary services. And so my advice is choose wisely because you might be under the impression that all the notaries apply the same fees, the same service fees, but it's not like that. There are notaries that are more expensive, notaries that are less expensive, and they do the same work. So at the end of the day, choose wisely because you will get the same result. Of course, it might be easier to deal with more efficient notaries, notaries that have more availability, notaries that are available to accommodate your needs. Maybe you need to meet on a Saturday morning. Maybe you need to do the transaction quickly. So, of course, not all the notaries are the same, but they do, from a legal standpoint, the same work, but their fees will be different. There will not be an enormous difference between their fees, but you might be able to save uh, some money by choosing your notary wisely. Out of curiosity, is the, the fee normally a percentage or is it a flat fee? It is normally a flat fee. In some isolated cases, I've seen a percentage being applied by the notary, but in most cases, it is a flat fee. But since the notary is a required part of this process, I know in the past you've mentioned that actually agents aren't required to have in the purchasing process. And so if a person is working with one or without one, what are some ways that a person might be able to save on those fees? Of course, cutting out the, the agent, I would assume, would save some of those fees. But if a person does end up working with an agent, is there anything that can be done to try and minimize those costs in Italy? Of course, an ideal scenario would be to work directly with the owner when an owner is not being represented by uh, an agent. But of course, in the vast majority of the cases, uh, properties are being sold through a real estate agent, in which case it becomes mandatory to pay their fees. But people will probably be surprised uh, to know that in some cases it's possible and even realistic to negotiate the fees of the agent. Of course, they will get a percentage and uh, the percentage varies between the 3% and the 5%. Uh, for uh, luxury properties, but I'd say the average is the 3%. Uh, let's keep in mind that in most cases, the agent gets paid by both the seller and the buyer. Uh, and therefore, it becomes possible in Italy to negotiate their fees and to bring them out a little bit. And of course, in most cases, agents will not be um, fine with waiving their fees completely. But I think it's advisable to at least try to negotiate their fees to bring the costs down. 
But Marco, so far we've spoken a lot about some of the ways of cutting costs out when it comes to the process. But I know in Italy there are a lot of incentives that the government will offer individuals who are purchasing homes. I mean, for example, even the the, the first home that you purchase in Italy will have uh, some some tax incentives that come along with that. Would you mind um, explaining a, a little bit more about some of these uh, incentives that the government offers? I believe it will be interesting for many foreign investors to know that Italy, the Italian government, at times offers several incentives, even simultaneously to incentivize the purchase of properties or the renovation of properties. So a way to save money could be to select a property that allows you to use those tax incentives. Uh, for example, I'm thinking about the um, bonuses that were offered uh, by the government for people who wanted to renovate uh, their uh, properties where uh, people were being offered uh, if all of the requirements were met up to the 100%, uh, 110% in some cases of tax discounts um, for the renovation works that were being done to a property. So. A good way to save money could be to buy a property that does require renovation works and uh, for which you can use these bonuses. Or I'm thinking about the um, incentives, tax incentives that are offered by the government to people who want to buy their first homes in Italy where the purchase tax is much lower. Um, it's only 2% calculating on the value of paper uh, of the property rather than the 9%. So it's a considerable tax discount, or there are you know several incentives offered by the single regions or um, by the government. There was until recently a very good tax incentive for people who are buying their first home and are under 36 years of age. So like I said, several tax incentives and discounts offered by the Italian government, not always, not all the times simultaneously, but I think it's worthwhile to look into uh, those incentives and if there are any at the time of the purchase. Yeah, that's I'm amazed to hear about 100, 110% uh, tax uh, discount. I mean, that's massive. <laughs> that is really amazing to hear. But so far, we've also spoken a lot about some of the cost-saving methods that can be put into place when it comes to the process of purchasing the home uh, or various taxes that are involved, or um, like you were just mentioning about these incentives that also uh, add to the savings on paper. But what about practical aspects of these homes physically what are some things that people should keep an eye on when they are looking at property in italy many properties in italy especially when you're looking to buy in the historic center will be old properties and a lot of them will be in a condominium complex and while uh, buying in a condominium complex could be the perfect choice for an investor if you're buying uh, your vacation home in Italy, you might want to understand exactly what you're getting yourself into. And I'm not saying buying in a condominium complex is the wrong choice. I, I'm saying that you just have to look uh, carefully at what the costs are. There will be evidently common charges, but in the older buildings, uh, even the heating could be centralized. And while recently um, many condominium managers have installed 
um, uh, some tools that you apply that are applied to the heaters that determine how much gas you're using so you pay only for what you're using despite the fact that there is a centralized heating system in some older buildings that's not in place so you might end up having to pay a percentage of the gas that is being used in the whole building based on the size of your uh, unit even if you're not using gas at all you may not end up having to pay and of course i'm talking about isolated cases uh something that happened happens in the older buildings that have not yet uh started to use these tools that i just described so that's one thing to look at when you're buying in a condominium complex and also when you're buying in a condominium complex make sure that you talk to the property manager to understand if there are some works that have already been decided by the condominium and that you end up have having to pay just to give you an example uh the condominium has decided to redo the facade and the decision has been taken by the property owners altogether before you became the owner but now the works are starting and you have to pay even if you didn't know about that even if you uh do not agree but you are the owner now so uh the cost is on you so make sure that you talk to the property uh manager to see if there are some works that have been decided uh before you decide to purchase in a condominium uh, complex uh, other things that i would say it's important to look at is whether your property has the ac system already in place like I said, in Italy, many properties, especially in these historic centers, are older properties, and uh, you might want to uh, make sure that the A system is appropriate and not too old, so that it's powerful enough based on the size of your property. And installing the AC might be complicated, might be not only expensive, but even complicated, because in these historic centers, you know, there are uh, a lot of regulations, even about uh the external part of the ac the one that goes maybe on the facade so you may or may not be able to install that easily um, so that may increase the costs and and my my advice would be to maybe choose a property that has already a very well functioning ac um inside or another thing which of course is not a deal breaker if this is not installed already but another thing that i might suggest uh, is to look at whether the windows have screens so if there are screens installed already in the windows and of course this this might not be a deal breaker for a lot of people but installing these uh, might be very expensive and in Italy these are almost a must so something that you really need to have uh, especially in summertime to protect yourself from um, the mosquitoes and installing them may cost like several a thousand of euros so buying a house that already has them where the previous owner already installed them and and the system is functioning so they're not broken uh might help you save uh some money yeah marco these are all absolutely fantastic uh, i mean i can say i've had experience with all of these various factors having rented in italy i mean even the communal charges common charges from heating to co common use of spaces 
sometimes if you have shared heating in a building that can really come and be a huge massive hit at the end of the year when they charge for the heating all at once it's really a surprise when some of those things can come up but also even um, certain factors like you were mentioning about um, the 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 screens on the windows that's something that many people are often surprised that in southern europe until maybe more recently even now isn't necessarily something that's super common to find and that you will have those mosquitoes but not just even mosquitoes i mean i can say um i've had uh stink bugs that have flown into my windows or even um other bugs and in the summer when you want to keep your windows open and also in some parts of the country cicadas could be even something that you want to take into consideration but uh, in Italy also and as well as a lot of southern Europe screens on the windows is not something that's necessarily so common you're finding that now they are starting to become more common but even then I wouldn't say that most places that I've ever been to uh, or experienced had them installed um, and not having to take that uh, expense out at the very beginning is is very worthwhile. I mean, uh, the, sometimes the extra things, the headaches that you have to take care of as time can go on, um, or especially at the beginning, though, really can change your experience of how you move into your property and how you experience your location. But even then, you also mentioned about the AC units. Another thing that's common that I found in Italy that I haven't necessarily seen in so many other places, like uh, in the States, for example, some of the builds there are much newer. So you will be able to have a central AC unit and that will be fine to have one unit for the whole home and it'll just be vented throughout the household. However, in Italy and what's becoming more common these days, just around the world anyway, uh, is to have a wall unit that kind of has a tube that goes to another unit outside. and what I've seen a number of times in Italy and also in apartments that I've lived in where the AC unit might not necessarily be in every room and might just be in like a central long hallway uh, that is for the whole apartment and you may have to figure out how to redirect the air into one room or the other. Um, But if you do find an apartment where there are individual AC units in each of the spaces or at least in certain major portions of the apartment i would say personally that would make a very very big difference especially uh, in some of the hotter months like august and july but marco i wanted to say thank you so much for making yourself available for this episode i think this is going to be a great place to round up but of course if anybody is interested in purchasing a home in italy and using the services of italian real estate lawyers to help them to be able to employ some of these cost saving measures how can they get in contact with you and your team People can contact us through our website, italianrealestatelawyers.com, or call us. The number is on our website. Absolutely fantastic. And of course, if you're interested in more content like this about purchasing property and relocating to Italy, make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast on YouTube and the podcasting platforms. But of course, if you're subscribed on YouTube, that means you are also automatically subscribed to the Italian Citizenship Podcast, where Marco and I also talk about some of the practical aspects of legally making Italy your home. Of course, also, if you're interested in more topics about life abroad, living abroad, be sure to come over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Furia, or if you search for Not Your Average Globetrotter on YouTube, Google, or your favorite podcasting platform of choice, you'll also be able to find the podcast there. But of course, Mr. Marco Permunian from ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com, thank you so much again for making yourself available for this episode. I'm Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe and healthy out there, and we will see you all next time. Later. Thank you.